Thank you for listening to Tech for Coaches presented by UnleashStrengths.com. Tech for Coaches is a podcast focused on teaching others how to leverage the massive power of technology. All right, without further ado, we're only half hour late, uh, but hey, it, it could be worse. It could be a full hour. So uh, welcome to episode number one of Tech for Coaches presented by UnleashStrengths.com. Uh, I wrote this whole little thing out, but I'm going to go ahead and go off the cuff. I know Jim's going to say, no, read the whole thing, but uh, Tech for Coaches is really created. It's a podcast. It was created because there were so many people leaving both Gallup and other coaching organizations. And they were trying to harness the power of technology to spread the distance their message traveled. And really, that's some of the hardest things to understand is how to use all this tech stuff. Being 30 minutes late, we just showed you an example of how things can go awry. But today on Tech for Coaches, episode number one, we have two guests with us, uh, none other than Jim Collison. Most of you may recognize him from Gallup's Theme Thursday and Call to Coach. And Carol Ann McGuire, who is a friend of mine, was also a guest on Thematics. And today's podcast is going to be all about blogging, but uh, we are open to any suggestions. So if you do have a topic that you would like to hear us discuss, please do not hesitate to ask. Drop it in the chat window next to this video. Email me, Andy, at UnleashStrengths.com, or hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash UnleashStrengths. Jim, welcome. Great to be here, Andy, uh, and I'm just glad we finally got it rolling. Yeah, we, we did. Carol Ann, it's nice to see you as always. Thanks for being our guest. Woohoo! It's gonna be a good night. <laughs> yeah, after some short hiccups, but uh, so today we're gonna be talking about blogging. And I, I actually, actually, before I came out here to the office, I called my mom and I said, "I'm doing a podcast about blogging." She says, "Well, I don't know what a podcast is, and I don't know what blogging is either." <laughs> so blogging is just one of those things that was created to get your message out there. It's basically a form of a website that you can just slam content into in the form of blog posts. And they're usually in there in some kind of calendar order, being that the newest is on top. But it's a great way for you to get information out there uh, to both the people that you want to woo as clients, uh, also to folks you just want to bring into your website to read what you have going on up here. Uh, so I absolutely love blogging, and I know Jim loves blogging as well. And I think it's just a, a great way to start this episode number one of Tech for Coaches. So Carol Ann is interested in blogging. She has a blog herself and wants to know some more information. So we'll go ahead and just leave it up to Carol to direct where the show goes from now on. So why don't you fire your first question? All right. My blog is like a whole week old. Oh. Carol Ann, why don't you tell us where, where, where we can find your blog so folks can follow along. You can find my blog at rockyourstrengths.com. And, and why do you why do you have a blog? Is it did I force you into this? Yes, kind of. You said I needed one, so I did it. And I really don't know what the heck I'm doing. So now is my time to ask you all the questions that I wanted to ask you in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it it actually you inspired this, right? And so as as I was working, it all started one day. You know, we do some automatic tweeting for for people who have strengths blogs and. I approached you and I said, do you have a Twitter account? And she's like, well, I use this one. I'm like, do you have a blog? And she's like, no, but I want one. And and I hear that a lot in in this space. Is like, yeah, well, what, what am I supposed to do with it Like, once I have it? And so we're going to focus in a, a little bit on that uh, as, as we spend some time together. So, Caroline, let's let's go back to you. Um, you started a blog. 
we talked a little bit. If folks want to go out to it again, rockyourstrengths.com is where it's at. And you got it out. It's working, right? It's it's out there and working, but we've had some struggles with it. Where did you struggle? First of all, what are what are your expectations out of the blog, and, and where did you struggle with it? <laughs> okay, the whole thing is a struggle, so... <laughs> but it's it's good. I, I feel like I'm learning. I'm on a like really really steep learning curve, which is good for me because I am a learner. So it's 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 fun and frustrating all at the same time. But there's like things that I don't know. I feel like the more that I dive into it, the more I really have no idea. So I feel okay. like I'm kind of swimming and not have an idea. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's back up a little bit before we get started too far. And, and Andy, you kind of mentioned why do folks have blogs and what's available to them, right? Blogging is not anything new. Uh, you know, it has, it's almost as old as the Internet, right? So when we think about 96, 95, 96, 97, uh, blogging really started back then. So it's been around a long time. Oftentimes we say this term RSS, right? It stands for really simple syndication. It was a piece of, uh, of code that was written. It was an idea, a concept that was written to, for folks to be able to follow these kinds of chronological events, right? That's really what a blog post is. It's just a chronological posting of something you've written, right? Think about a newspaper that just keeps going on and on and on. In most blog, uh, in most cases, a blog is one post after another. Not in all cases. If you go to theaverageguy.tv, my tech blog, that's laid out a little bit differently. It's a blog, but it's laid out a little bit differently. And so a blog gives the reader or the, the writer the ability to create this content and put it together and do it in kind of a, this chronological order that people could subscribe to. And so you ask this question, why is it important that I have a blog? Well, we always ask the question is, who's your audience? So let's start with that question with you, Caroline. Who, when we think you're a coach, obviously, but your audience isn't just people. You have... You've got a niche of some kind. So who are you trying to reach? So my my thing is educators and parents. And are really my two major um, people that I work with. And um, churches. So in the blog, I started off with parenting because I have a lot of teachers and parents asking me, you know, you can take StrengthsFinder when you're 16, but how do I know, how do I see strengths in my younger kids? You know, how do you, so that's kind of where I started. I got an idea from a teacher that wanted to see her strengths in her second grade class and how to do that. And so that's where I got the idea for the, for the blog. So I did. I, that's where I started. Yeah, and what has been, it's just been out there a short period of time. What's been the feedback from your audience? Have you gotten any feedback? I have. I've gotten, I've gotten good feedback. I actually did, um, there's two that I've gotten really good feedback on. I did my first one that I did was on hot air balloons when I was in um, Albuquerque. And that was just totally inspiration that, that made me write that. That's the, I think it was the day after I had talked with you about this. And I had flown to Albuquerque, and there was it was their um, hot air balloon fiesta, like international fiesta. And there was hundreds and hundreds of hot air balloons in the air. And what, can I tell this story? Like, can yeah, I start? Go ahead. No, you're good. So um, while we, we were don't follow a very strict timeline here, in case you haven't <laughs> been able to tell yet. I'm so excited about this story because <laughs> we were, as I was watching all of these amazing hot air balloons, I had the school that I was working at. I drove up and they were unpacking one of the balloons, and the the um, trailer that it came in was this little tiny trailer. It had a, a picture of the hot air balloon on the on the side, but it was just this totally plain, ordinary trailer, 
like a, a very, very small horse trailer almost. And so I kind of watched for a little while as they were pulling out this hot air balloon. And as they were pulling out, it was folds and folds and folds and folds of hot air balloon. It was like all over the place. And then they started blowing it up. And I thought, wow, that's kind of like us. Like we are kind of like that hot air balloon that you, we kind of stay in our trailer package. And if you don't know what your strengths are, you just think you're pretty good in this little trailer. And what you need to know is God created you for so much more. Yeah. Like he really wanted you to fly and show your colors and do what you were really, really designed to do. And I just felt like it was just a moment of inspiration. I just felt like at that moment, it really spoke to me as we need to unpack our hot air balloons and soar. Yeah, and so you've got an opportunity when we think of a, the blog platform to be able to do it. You, you've got an opportunity to go long form. You know, Andy, uh, you're familiar with this as well, right? With Twitter, right? So blogs outdate everything pretty much when we think about what our social platform is today, right? It outdates Twitter, it outdates Facebook, it outdates Tumblr, it outdates, you know, you name it, right? It, it, it was even before MySpace, if you were back in the, in the MySpace days, which was like one of the very first social networks to really take off. Uh, and so you th when you think of a blog, right, it gives you so much more space, so much more room to be able to express yourself. You're gonna 140 characters on Facebook? No, nah, you can't do it. You, ca you could do it on Facebook, but that you know that's a, that's a different kind of audience, right? That you're that there you're you're trying to reach. And so the blog kind of gives you the ability to go long form on people, add pictures, do I mean there's and there's all kinds of variants when we talk about blogs, right? All different kinds of platforms and ways to do it and and ways to get it done. So let's Andy, let's you and I, let's talk through so so um, Caroline, we don't I don't we talked about this in the pre-show. I don't really like the way your blog landed out here cuz it's kind of you know. kind of messy. And it's not messy from a content. I hope you don't mind. I said that to your no, face earlier. I'm, it's I'm not totally like I'm saying bad things. No, this is why I'm, yeah. I'm here. I want to hear this. But from a tech perspective, it's messy. Let's um, and so. But before we go back, so folks are saying, "Hey, I want to. I want to think about blogging." Um, let's talk about some platforms. You had. You've kind of got a custom. You went to somebody and said, "Hey, build this blog for me," and they built this custom thing for you. Somehow, right. when you go to update it, how do you actually do blog posts? How do you go in to update a blog post? I go to. There's like an admin side to it, okay. so I go to the admin side and I do my blog. When you log into your site, do you log in with a WP admin at the end of it? When you're no, really, so no. I don't. Okay, know. okay, good. <laughs> so I, I I marked it on my computer and I just go there. That means you're not on WordPress, but but uh, but Andy, you and I have talked about this a couple different kinds of platforms. So if someone was interested in blogging, they don't have a blog. There's a right. couple ways to do this very simply. Uh, name for me a couple of the free versions that are out there. Well, first, you know, blogging. Before, let's, let's go back a little bit. Blogging is not something that I, I really would like uh, urge everybody to get into. Blogging is one of those things where you gotta have to have the time to dedicate to it. 
because when we create social content online, we're either helping us or hurting ourselves. Uh, and one of the things you can do to hurt yourself is delve deep into a blog, create it, throw up one or two posts, and then forget about it for six to eight to 12 months. Yeah. And then the first time somebody wants to search for you and to find out if you are a decent coach or if you are a decent consultant, they may land on that blog for the very first time. And if they see the last post of July 2013, you know that may be that may tell them something that you're not a you're not the type of person to follow through. So I always recommend, and I jotted some things down while she was talking. If if you want to blog, think about this. You have to enjoy doing research. There's a tremendous amount of research that goes into blogging. Uh, you have to like to write. If if you can't sit down and write a thank you note, then blogging is probably not your thing. You have to be willing to take what's going on up here and convey it into easily understood terms. Because not everybody's going to understand what's going on up here. Uh, you have to be passionate about your topic. Uh, there's this little phrase that cruises around the blogosphere, if you want to call it that, and podcasting too, that says, if you're passionate about it, it will profit. That's BS, okay? If, just because you're passionate about it doesn't mean that it's going to reveal or actually generate funds in the form of cash money into your account. Passion is going to help you create content because some of the things we're going to talk about today is how to get that message out there so more people realize that you are not only passionate about coaching, but you're also doing it for a living. This is how they can get in touch with you. And the other thing you have to do is you have to be very comfortable publicizing your information. I've written several blogs where I would I would love to just go back and delete them because I think, oh, I've, my mindset has changed. I don't think like that anymore. But that's the last thing you want to do. Really, blogs show how you blossom and grow as an individual, and you'll see that in people's writing style. That's why I truly love blogs, because you can go all the way back to the first post and then go all the way to the most recent post, and you'll see a whole different um, ideal and, and kind of a focus of the writer itself. So there's some free blogging software out there. Now, like what Carol Ann does and what my blog, Unleash Strengths, and, and Jim's blog requires us to do is actually... Uh, host our domain name, our website, on a third-party server. Uh, so we don't necessarily, it's not free for us. We have to secure the domain name, and then usually we pay a monthly fee uh, or an annual fee to host that site uh, with Bluehost or HostGator. Some of the free ones out there, uh, Google's platform is blogger.com, B-L-O-G-G-E-R.com. That is the easiest way, and what I would highly recommend somebody start out on if they want to get into blogging. Again, blogger.com, it's free. Um, and it actually does give you options to include ads uh, on, your, on your page. So if you want to try to monetize with some kind of uh, uh, Google advertising or some kind of pay-per-click type stuff. Again, yeah, these are attached to my um, Gmail account. Uh, no, I mean it'll be a it'll be a blogger address, so it'll be like www.yourwebaddress.blogger.com. Totally different. And um, I don't know if they integrate. I know they do have social integration. You would log in. You would log in using your Gmail account to access it if you created it from that. Yeah. But it doesn't and have to do with the name. Doesn't have to. No, you'll create a separate blogger account. And a little secret: coaching at gallop or coaching.gallup.com is a blogger blog. <gasps> Ooh. So yeah, uh, they give you a ton of options. Great. It can, right? Yeah. You can you can do that. Go ahead, Andy. Yeah, no images. I mean, social sharing the whole nine yards at the the right price of free ninety nine. So that's what I always say, free ninety nine. So it's great to start. Word. I yeah. also like um, in that same genre though. I also like WordPress.com. So yep. WordPress is two different platforms. WordPress.com, which is the free side, WordPress.org, which is the hosted side. 
Um, and so you can do the same thing at WordPress.com. They push you a little harder for upgrades uh, yeah. over there at WordPress.com, so they're always trying to upgrade you, but you can you can absolutely set up a WordPress. They'll host it for you. They'll take care of all the back end and all the updates and all the upgrades and those kinds of things. And uh, you can start a free one. Same type of deal. You know, If you go to Blogspot, you're going to get youraddress.blogspot.com. With WordPress, you're going to get youraddress.wordpress.com. So you don't really own those URLs. I don't think those carry the stigma that they used to carry maybe five or six or seven years ago. People are like, what, you can't afford your own blog, right? You know, type deal, like you can't buy your own domain. That has kind of disappeared for a lot of people. I'm seeing a lot of folks come out with either one of those. And because we're so tied into links these days, I think it just works. So don't get, you know, don't feel like you have to go out and get your own domain. In fact, I don't recommend it in a lot of ways when you're just starting because you don't know if this is going to last or not, right? So don't go out and spend a bunch of money. Get started. Write some stuff. If people start going, hey, you're pretty good at this, well, mm -hmm. then maybe there's an indication that you upgrade to the next level. Yep. Maybe start paying for it. Yeah, and, and always author your blogs on some kind of Word doc. <laughs> so author them in Word, where, uh, Microsoft Word or something like that, and then save them as a file. Don't If you author them directly to WordPress or directly to Blogspot and you, you upload those, there's a chance that you might lose them. I mean, that's one of the things where bloggers had some issues with. It's not always accessible. Sometimes uh, the platform is down, but a great place to start and uh, yeah, I would strongly recommend that to anybody who's willing to dip their toes in the in the blogging pool, um, but not ready to jump all the way in. So um, those are some really good options. Okay, so I have a couple questions for you. Go. How often should a blogger blog? Mm. Well, I'll give you my my two cents worth. Uh, a blogger should blog as often as they feel motivated to blog. No, okay? that's not the right answer. Like, yep, is it? Is it like whenever, so then are you going to just lose people if you're not every Friday at 10 o'clock? There's uh, some websites out there and some books I read that say if you want to grow your blog quickly, uh, shoot a new blog post out two to three times a day. I've also heard two to three times a week. Personally, personally for me, once blogging becomes a chore, I no longer enjoy doing it and I stop. So you know, you have to kind of know yourself. I mean, are you that dedicated? Now, you can sit down and write a uh, little two-paragraph blog posts and start, start churning them out and maybe write three or four a day and then just, just uh, through your, your back-end admin page, you can just schedule them out, boom, 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 and kind of forget about it. I tend, when I write and I get an idea in my head, I tend to go on and on and on. Um, so for me, the, the task of writing a blog post is not something that's super simple. So I could never put out the same quality that I do today at, in two to three posts uh, a week. That being said, I did develop a little, little cheat I call content double tap. And that's where I take one piece of content, like a blog post or this podcast, and I try to convert it into a separate form of content. So what we're doing right now is we're recording a video uh, podcast or a webcast. This will eventually become a an actual podcast and audio version and if I choose to I can hire somebody um, or do it myself to transcribe this content and then I can take out chunks and create separate blog posts out of that. Um, so there's ways to take one form of content and you can dissect tweet, it. You can tweet out of that as well, right? So there's lots of little tidbits, especially in a program like this. There's lots of little tidbits where we're pulling out good ideas or great ideas because mine are great. And uh, you will then you could then tweet them and link back to the blog. Again, this is the power of 
uh, branding when you talk about, so here's another reason why you should have one, because it can be a branding platform for you. So do you want people to understand who you are and what you stand for? They can, you can post that in the blog in log form and they can come back to it and really see who you are. Not like they could in a, you know, in a Twitter or a Tumblr or a, uh, you know, Facebook uh, from that standpoint. So it does give you some uh, additional options um, in doing that. So if you're looking for a magic number, my personal opinion is one doesn't exist. Um, if if you if you if you're smart about your content and you know how to dissect it, like I stated earlier, you can create more posts. Just don't force yourself to do as much as possible because you feel like it's going to build your brand. Because I tell you what, you're going to burn out quickly if you do. Well, okay. and let Wait. me say, hold on, Caroline. Before you go on, let me say this. This is I will say this excuse for a lot of your questions. So let me just get it out of the way. Know your audience, right? So how often, what is your audience expecting from you, right? If you go out of the gates daily and then they're expecting this daily, and then you start attracting people or expecting this daily update from you and you can't keep up with the pace, it's going to be tough, right? If you start weekly or monthly, it, if you're sporadic, I, I have a good friend of mine who I used to work with eight, nine years ago and she blogs and she just, she writes whenever she feels like it. And I don't follow her like I'm going to get a daily or an, a weekly or a monthly update. It just pops up on Facebook. I'm like, oh, great. And I pop over to her blog and I read it. If, you're, if your audience is looking for expertise and they're expecting a weekly update from you, well, you should probably do it weekly. So it just depends on your audience. So ask those. You'll start gathering a crowd around you and start asking them, what would you like to get from me? Maybe they want to get weekly tips, right? Maybe they want to get monthly tips. My podcast folks, I send them a monthly note every single month on the dot. Boom. On the first of the month, I send them a note. That's what I told them I do. That's what they're expecting. So know your audience. Okay. Go with your question. Okay. Um, so let's just say I know my audience. I'm posting weekly. How do I know it's working? Uh, well, if are they buying what you're selling? Right, that's the we, we come up with all these magic numbers like a number of 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 uh, hits or we go into we dig into Google Analytics and we say how many people are visiting. None of that means anything till we talk about conversion. Right? What are your what are you trying to do with it and is it happening? That's how you know if you're successful. So if your blog is to promote your coaching practice, are you gaining new clients? Okay. It's as simple as that. Don't get too uh, us. We podcasters are crazy about numbers. We're worse than baseball players, right? We <laughs> count and analyze everything when it comes to podcasting. Sometimes to our detriment, and and it, none of that stuff matters. It, the results are what matter. So, are you getting the end result that you want? If it's doesn't have you don't have to be selling anything. If you're creating community and you're getting feedback from your community, and that is your goal. That's all that matters. If you're just trying to build relationships, that's all that matters. Are you doing what your goal intended? So set a goal, I think, early on. What do I hope to get out of this? And then okay. if you are, you're being successful. If you're not, tweak it. <laughs> okay, okay, so oh, that's a great... I'm glad you said tweet it because... Or tweak is what oh, I said, but tweet. Oh, well, I heard tweet, so... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> that too. Okay, I have an established Twitter account that I normally use for all for everything. I also created another Twitter account for strengths. Should I use another Twitter account or use the one that I use all the time? I, I can jump in on this one. Uh, <clears throat> 
if you already have an established following, I would stick with that one. I mean, it's really when you're even if you try to grab a hold of that network and pull them over to your new account, chances are you're going to lose probably roughly 75% of them. They're not just going to they're not going to just bleed over into your new account. Um, if they're if they're expecting the same kind of information for you now, if you have a Twitter account and you're telling them about how to fix their hot rod, and then you have a Twitter account where you're talking about strengths, it's not a very congruent message. So obviously that's going to be a little bit different. But if you're if the message is very very similar to what you're already preaching on on Twitter, um, I would just stick with that one. Uh, that's that's my input. So yeah, okay. no, I think I said that. You you asked me that question during the pre-show, and we were having all kinds of connectivity problems. And, uh, and I'd say the exact same thing. You know, Twitter and Facebook, let's just, we'll focus on those two because those are two of the largest. You could add, you know, Pinterest and some of those other, uh, you know, Tumblr, some of those other sites that, that uh, maybe don't, uh, Google Plus, that don't have as much traction. But if we really think about Twitter and Facebook, the real purpose of those when we talk about your blog is to, is to kind of advertise that, right? To get that word out, to help you do a short message that gets to the people, that helps them say, hey, I have something new. Hey, Watch me, you know, I have something new. One of the things, one of the benefits, and I'll say to the coaches, if you have a blog right now, you're a coach and you have a blog and you're writing primarily about strengths and you'll include this, our strength center link in your posts, we'll, I'll retweet those and then StrengthsFinder will pick that up and retweet it. So it's a huge benefit because we've been growing the StrengthsFinder community. There's about 6,000 now as of, uh, this is October 20th. We have about 6,000 followers at this point. So your blog could be seen by as many as 6,000 people on a retweet. You can also take advantage with Twitter. You can also take advantage of building that community around your Twitter account and getting other people to retweet you. So there's this gamification of Twitter, right? It's just, what do I got to do to get a big account to, to retweet me? And maybe you can maybe you can do that. Maybe you've got the right connections and they'll retweet and then that'll pick up visibility um, for what you're doing. So there are some things that you can do around both Facebook and Twitter. Twitter is particularly good at this. This is why I ask the coaches, what's your Twitter account when I ask for their blog? Because I want to retweet it out through my account as well as the at StrengthsFinder account um, right. so that I can get maximum visibility. Right. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, okay, so you've, you've looked at my blog. Yeah. So how can I improve it? Like it's well, a week old. It's not even. Yeah, so, yeah. No, but I want I want to make it better. So how yeah. do I how do I so do let that? Give, let me give you a few tips. And Andy, jump in here uh, and just interrupt me in the middle of this. So one is simpler is better, right? Okay. Don't clutter them up with a bunch of. We get. Um, we get kind of, as you start building a blog, they always start simple and then they get complex. It's like, oh, I'll add this and oh, I'll add that and I, I could add this thing in there and I want to advertise this. And I always say, keep it really simple. It needs to be as simple as your brand, one message, right? You're trying to take one message to somebody about something. So make it simple. Now, you can still have complex structures in there and it's still simple. That's the uh, elegance of design in there. Is it better to have my blog on the front page of my website or a separate page? Depends how you're, what you're trying to drive people to, right? Yeah. So this is, go ahead, Andy. No, I mean, I when I first launched uh, the very first blog, which is being recreated right now, which was Bent Business Marketing, it's still my very first business and marketing firm, uh, I had my blog on the homepage. So as soon as you came to my website, you typed in bentbusinessmarketing.com, boom, there you were, you saw my blog. 
But what I've noticed is that people were coming there, hitting the homepage, reading my blog, but not following through, not following that call to action, not looking into my services that I offered. Uh, so what I did on UnleashStrengths.com is I took the opportunity really to put, uh, like, I'm looking at your blog right now as I speak here, but to put all my information up front, boom, right there, uh, tabs to the About Me section and things like that, and try to avoid too many distractions on my homepage, forcing the visitors to kind of dig around a little bit, navigate through the website, and, and research me more as a strength coach rather than just a blog. Okay. And then, Caroline, I would say, uh, so keeping it simple, you've got a lot of small text in a lot of, in a lot of different places, and, and the colors are all over the place from yeah. that standpoint. But, um, and it's really bright, I mean, which is good, right? Could, could be good, bad, depending on what you're trying to do with it. But the most important thing, I think, about a blog is the ability for someone to share it, because that's really what you want to happen. You want someone to read it, and then for them to be able to do social share from that standpoint. So... I know exactly where we're going. <laughs> yeah. So what that means, what social share means is those icons across the top or across the bottom that have Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and whatever, right? Pinterest and Tumblr and Reddit and all that, all those social networks. That if someone's reading it, they're like, oh man, I so want to share this with my friends. However they want to do it, they can do a, they're one click away from invoking a social share so that it easily right. goes into their social networks. And that's a that's missing from from what what you had. Your your RSS feed is also wacky, right? I, I know. I've tried that a couple times and it's doing some really weird things. So, a simplified. This is where a WordPress infrastructure. This is why I recommend WordPress. So, okay. WordPress has been around a long time. There's some of the original uh, software that was written for bloggers. Um, we podcasters have picked it up and turned it into a podcasting platform, which blogging and podcasting are very similar from that standpoint. Um, but it's got it's really designed for expedient sharing, and so um, it does RSS very well. It does social sharing very well. There's lots of different plugins you can use. Another advantage to using WordPress over, say, a blogger, is that uh, Googlebot blogger, and then hasn't developed it in the last four years. Where WordPress continues, they just had a brand new upgrade, which new functionality came into it. Mm. You get more complex. Blogger is very simple, very easy, a great place to start for just going. WordPress adds a little bit more complexity to it. And so, if you switched over to like a WordPress platform, you would get more functionality, but maybe a little harder to get started with that because there are so many more. You know, there's a a very easy formula to remember: options equal confusion. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way it is in the tech. That's why Mac. Mm -hmm. That's why the iPad is so successful. Is because it's very simple to use. Yeah. It's a very complex tool and made it very simple. Your blog needs to be very very simple. Okay. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. No, it's great. So I think just a few things. You know, as you meet with your web guy and say, "Hey, look, can, we need to simplify things down a little bit." I need to get some social shares in there. Or web girl. Or web girl. Or web girl. Sorry about that. It's a social, he's a guy. That's okay. She, she told me it was a guy in advance. <laughs> but if, if you're listening generically and it's a web gal, uh, yeah. yeah, make it simple. Make sharing simple. Make the platform very easy and intuitive to, to deal with. So when you land on the page, and this is where a designer is helpful, when, on, when you land on the page, it should, it should show you something to do, right? So in your case, you've got all your social shares across the top, right? You, it's simple. That's like it's connect with me. This is this. Your site does this really well. I land on it. Boom. Okay, I know where you're at on Facebook. I know where you're at on Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, and your email. That's awesome. That part is awesome. 
you've taken advantage of the wide video format or wide picture format that everybody's mm -hmm. kind of going to, which is a big picture with text on top of it. A lot okay. of folks are doing that now. That's very cool. Then we get what we call below the fold. That's when you <laughs> that's when you scroll down. And I would and I would venture to say, just looking at your website right now, below the fold would be like underneath notes from your strengths coach. Yeah. Uh, right there is where I have to. I do a little bit of scrolling, and then all of a sudden things really start to move. Right. Um, like your little name tag thing, although the animation is cool, it's distracting. Um, so, but I think honestly, the site's pretty dope. I like the way it looks. I like those brush strokes. Um, just maybe a little too much. Try to break that down into some separate tabs as opposed to... Because you have, I mean, up, up top you have one, two, three, four, five tabs, which are perfect. I mean, that, that, there's nothing within those, on those uh, separate tabs up there. You can't put all the other stuff that's on the bottom. And make okay. a nice little landing page. Yeah, I think just some tweaks, right? A, a yeah. change in a font. Your font's kind of small and hard to read in, in some cases. Uh, for me as a blogger, it's hard to tell, is this a landing page or is this a blog? That's the yeah. question I had for you. Yeah, see, that's why I was wondering, should, I, should it be on that page or should it be uh, separate? What are you trying to drive your, your audience to, right? What's the action that you want them to do when they hit this? Yeah. As a coach, I would I would also recommend uh, this should be a landing page and with with a call to action and some small little maybe tabs in the bottom to reveal some more information. But I think it's it's too much. And one thing, um, old school advertiser David Ogilvy always said, uh, do never put anything in reverse type. And reverse type means you have white text on a colored background. It's it's insanely difficult to read. Um, and and I have 2018 vision, but it's just it's difficult. It kind of makes you look away. So if you write a long blog post, it would be hard for somebody to read that white text on a red background. Okay. All right, that's fair. Gotcha. Okay, so then should I be putting pictures in there? Do I need... Like, is that something uh, yes. to happen in? Yes, but not too many. Yes. Yeah, here's the thing on pictures, too. I have this written down on my handy-dandy legal pad that I got for 99 cents of the oh, dollar. I'll let it paper now. <laughs> um, here's the thing about pictures. Uh, at one point, um, Google was very excited to see meta tag descriptions in pictures that were keyword dense. Google no longer really puts a lot of uh, uh, it doesn't really put the pictures up on a pedestal. They don't really look to pictures so much uh, for SEO content as they did back in the day. So it's good to include pictures in there that are that are engaging to your reader, but don't get crazy with the pictures. Uh, one image, usually I don't know what the dimensions are that I use. I use the can dimension. Um, but I slap that in there as my header image, and that's it. Boom. So I have a header image on my on my blog, which brings people into the blog. They read it, but I don't include any additional images in the in the blog unless it's something, a description, a picture of something with an arrow pointing to it. But that's it. Just one and done for me. And that's the way I, that's the blogs that I like to read as well. Now, okay, so, no, go ahead. I was going to say, as far as pictures, if you want to grab pictures and use them and you don't want to go to jail, uh, there's a few websites out there that you can use where you can grab pictures that are like yeah. yeah, that are royalty free. Uh, going to jail might be an exaggerated form of punishment, but uh, I use <laughs> photopin.com, uh, photopin, p h o t o pin.com, and you can just search what kind of photo you want, and then you can download it, and then they have a little script of uh, HTML code that you'll put at the bottom of your post that'll link back to the to the originating source of the picture. Um, I, I like using that one because I feel there's just a, more of a dynamic variety of images to use. Um, also, Flickr, uh, F-L-I-C-K-R, I think is what it is, right? I think yeah. so. 
Flickr has a as an amazing resource for images as well, and I think the same kind of applies. As long as you drop that link in there and give whoever the photo originated from credit, you can use whatever photos you want in there. And then there's also another one called Stock Exchange, and I don't know the domain name, but if you just Google Stock Exchange photos, it's a whole bunch of just stock images that are out there for free to grab. Um, but be careful when you are grabbing images off the internet. I mean, you're starting a blog right now, so you're putting yourself out there. Uh, the chances of somebody finding your image are probably slim to none, but if they do find it, you don't want to get caught in a battle with using somebody else's content uh, without giving them credit. So that's just kind of an, an asterisk warning behind using images. And in I your think blog. it's a good warning. I think it's a very yeah. valid warning. Yeah. We do too much plagiary as bloggers, we, we plagiarize way too many pictures. Yeah, you know, okay. we do, and, and they really we're, take, give credit where credit's due and make sure you're buying them or a subscription. To, uh, to If you're going to be doing a lot of this, might be yep. worth a, a subscription to a stock image. iStock. Yeah, there's yeah. tons of them. There's tons of them. Find the best one that works for you based on the price. Yeah, or like okay, I do, have... have a sister who does photography and just be really nice to her and ask to use her image. <laughs> or coaches, right? Here's yeah. an opportunity. You know, one of the things we're trying to do here, Andy's really good at tech, and, and I love talking about this stuff. So... I said, hey, we should start this tech show where we talk about it and we'll invite folks in. You can write your questions and stuff like that. Let's go with what we're good at. Maybe there's some coaches out there who love doing photography and be, would be willing to start a site that where the images would be open, right? And you guys could share. It could be a networking thing, right? We've got coaches all over the world. There is no reason. I, Alex Wong in here from Singapore, right? There's no reason. He's in, here, he's in here tonight. There's no reason we shouldn't be, or we couldn't be, creating our own stock photo where, where people take pictures and dump them to. And there's different technologies that allow that to be done in different, you know, with different sites and such as well. Maybe we'll talk about how to do that in a future future podcast. I'm going to I'm going to jump on my soapbox real quick here because I think the message behind Tech for Coaches is obviously to teach coaches how to use technology to enhance the distance their message travels, but also as strengths coaches, myself included, our ultimate goal really is to just broaden the exposure of strengths-based development and strengths awareness, and that's going to help us make money. It's going to help us succeed as professionals. The more, the more uh, understood that, that StrengthsFinder is within the professional and corporate world, the easier it is for us to gain new clients and new contracts and, and kind of move on. So I want you to look at your blog not only as something that's focusing on you as a strengths coach, but also just focusing on the beauty of strengths-based development. And, you know, it's this coaching thing could apply to any coach out there, but it's particularly special to me because of my ability as a strengths coach and, and yours as well. So just always remember that. If you spend too much time, fo I, I really love you know, the old 80-20 rule, and it applies to everything, but 80% of the time I preach about how great strengths is and how to apply in your everyday life. 20% of the time I'll say, call me if you want coaching. I'll pitch something I have for sale or, or one of my coaching packages. But you got to keep that balanced. If you get too me, 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 and you get too salesy, people are going to stop reading your blog like that. It's the same on social media. I don't even know how to be salesy, so that's probably not going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. it's just. A I good need reminder. to learn how to be salesy. <laughs> it's well, it's a good reminder. You, it's it's finding this good balance. You know, a lot of folks will say, "Why don't you just tell me what to do?" Well, if it was easy, it's just telling you everybody would do it, and it it wouldn't be right. special, right? The the special is the journey going on this. It's a journey I started about eight years ago. 
to find that sweet spot to create that community, right? And and so those are the things we've done. Caroline, what else? What other okay. questions have we inspired? Uh, one more. I have one more good well good question. So I went out to lunch today with another coach, and I she I wasn't invited. <laughs> You could have come. A little nope. far to go there, Andy. A little far to go. <laughs> um, so we had lunch today, and she was saying that she had read my positivity um, sketch note that I did, and I put on the Gallup site. And she said, awesome. how about you do, um, like for theme Thursdays, you do a sketch note, for each theme Thursday, and then the coaches, you know, either coaches could have it or people that are watching the blog can see those. But then, is it too many pictures? So now I'm wondering, is that sketch note going to be too much of a graphic on a blog? No, no, definitely just, not. It's too many pictures. <laughs> no, because your boat, your post is about that picture. Yeah. So you don't want to just include a whole bunch of pictures because they're random eye catchers, but your post is about that picture. And that's one of the things that I just absolutely love about you, Caroline, is that ability to do that sketch noting thing. Like I said when I interviewed for Thematics, that draws me in like crazy because it's 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 got all these colors and, and I can't stop looking at it. Um, so yes, I mean, slap that picture in there. And what I like to do is I use, you can use Dropbox, but I use uh, Amazon S3 account. Um, if you just want to write that down, Amazon S3, that's a, it's a free, I, I think I pay like 19 cents a month if that, you pay, you pay based on how much you actually put on your, on, Jim, do you know exactly how that pay scale works? Keep, keep going and I'll, I'll I, I might have okay. another suggestion, keep going with it. Yeah. I know where to put this stuff, I just don't know how yeah, it yeah. works, right. <laughs> and that's where right. Jim comes. But I use an Amazon S3 account, so what I do is I log on to Amazon S3, I log into my dashboard, and I upload that image file, and I allow people, to, and it creates a little link, and on your, so what you can do is put a smaller image of your sketch note on your blog post, and then create a hyperlink, um, both clicked on the picture and the text format hyperlink below, and just say, to download the full version of this image, click here. And then when they click on that link, it'll just open up in their browser window. It'll be the oh, full I just, image. I just use Google. I mean, I yeah. use my Google Drive for that. That's well, fine. You can you use can. that. Too. If that gets real popular, though, Google will lock it. So you have to be careful. Terms of service with storage, especially with cloud storage, Google's not necessarily a service that's intended to be shared, right? They, it's good. They, they'll share it within their own ecosystem, but it's not intended for somebody I put a podcast. One time I tested Google to say, hmm, I wonder where they'll shut me off at, right? And so yeah. I put a podcast on Google, uh, on my Google Drive, and then I shared it via the RSS, and within three minutes it was shut off. So they've got some oh. automatic trigger mechanisms that will stop that kind of sharing from happening. You have to be careful with those free or almost free storage accounts. This is where Andy's saying if you go with an S3 or a, um, a storage provider that's intended to be Dropbox. sharing, that you're paying for it, Dropbox got some terms and conditions on sharing as well, but is more friendly towards it, right? Public okay. sharing. So Dropbox would work. Again, if it gets super Flicker. popular. Uh, you could use Flickr for something like that. Yeah, absolutely, because it's a picture. Okay. Yeah, yeah you could. You could. So that's great. I like what you're thinking. All of a sudden, you're starting to go, okay, where could I put these things? Because you have a photo, where could I put it where it would 
it have the best chance of going viral or of being picked up or being viewed or what are the best platforms where these kinds of things are seen? Well, right? just where people can see them. So what I do is when I have a client that does um, individual coaching, mm -hmm. I always sketch out a very personal sketch for them. And with their permission, I put that on Flickr. But that's with their with their permission. I've, I have their sketches so that other people can see. So, but my question about that, so if I did like a theme Thursday thing, because there's going to be 34 of them, and that would give me 34 weeks of, yeah, you know, stuff. blogging mm -hmm. stuff to do yep. Yep. that's easy for me to do, that I love it. I know I'm not going to get tired of it because it's something I, I love to do. So... I'm trying to think, like, what can I do in a blog that I just love to do anyways? So I love those sketch notes, but then is it going to be too much if I have, like, a blog of picture, 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 or should I, like, that positivity one? So I have positivity. Do I need to write something about that, too? Well, this is a, that's an important question, because uh, the, the power, Andy alluded to this earlier, and that, Pictures don't have, Google used to SEO the, the stuff you put up there with pictures. They don't do that anymore. It's really everything you write. And so if you're hoping to pick up some search traffic, in other words, when someone searches positivity on Google, you're hoping that you that your post goes up in the ranking, right? right. There's a magic number of about 300 words. That's kind of currently what everyone's thinking, between 300 and 600 words on a blog post for it to be in that sweet spot for SEO. Okay. So if you're ever doing a blog... Best is even a podcast post. Uh, Andy and I were talking about this earlier. I when I post a podcast, I embed all of that in a blog post, and then I try to write as many as 300 words so that it will get picked up by SEO. Now sometimes I just get lazy and I'm like, ah, it's all in the podcast. <laughs> you know, the people listen to it. They're they're downloading it through it through their podcatcher anyways, and so I get a little lazy. But what would be cool is just recap it, right? Or okay. um, summarize it, rewrite it. Right, positivity from how you see it, and put your sketch note in there, and all that stuff is good. Okay, I, yeah. I concur. So when I, I rewrite concur. consistency, and that's my number thirty-four, can I just be like, oh, consistency? Mm. Yes, and make sure you spell out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the I think, uh, I think the <laughs> lesser talent. Three hundred characters. Oh no, it's three hundred words. Never mind. Yeah. I think a lesser talent consistency actually plays well to blogging. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> I do believe that because, you know, we talk, and, and Jim, you've talked about this. I think you and Dave talked about this before is you don't want anything to sound too canned or, or scripted. So if your blogs sound like they're robotic, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna read like crap and nobody's ever going to come back to it. If your blogs sound conversational, like I jokingly when I was pitching the idea for thematics said, it's two people sitting in a bar stool at a, you know, at a bar talking about strengths because that's what it is. That's the way that I write. I don't know about you personally, but that's the way I write is very conversational. And right. that type of writing style really draws people in because they feel like they're just being part of a conversation. They're just talking with another human being. As, as as humans, we don't like to read a lot. I think they said the average male spends about anywhere between a minute to five minutes reading the paper until boom, that's he's gone. That's a male. No, I'm just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the problem. But... Is we have people, uh, people right drink. there. Here's yeah. your problem. But my point is, is that sitting down and reading, people are so, and that's why I love podcasting. That's why I revert back to my content double tap strategy is because this is easy for me. Talking is easy for me. Yeah. 
communicating via written text, it would be difficult for me to create something of, of this magnitude and this amount of content at one time sitting here in my desk chair. Um, so being able to take this, transcribe it, and convert it to blog posts is an easy way for me to share the information. But okay. yeah, absolutely, load up the okay. picture. Okay, so I'm super excited then because when after I was talking to her about that, I thought, oh my gosh, that's a blog that I could do, I could love, I, would, I will still love it 38 weeks or, you know, yeah. 52 weeks from now and... Um, What's great about that is it's 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 got some theme tied to it, right? You've that's your thing. We always say, when it comes to blogging, find your voice. I right? know that's find, really do my... your thing. Don't don't try to be somebody else. Don't you know when uh, early in my blogs when I was when I was first starting to write on technology, eight years ago. Now I had this I search so you don't have to motif. And so I would go out and find things that were were tech related, that were deals or interesting things, and I would I would write about them, and then it, I would always end the post. I search so you don't have to. That's the branding piece, right? That when we're talking about because your sketch, um, your sketch art is just like an infographic, right? It's, yeah. It's exactly like an infographic. Uh, in fact, I think it's better in some cases than some uh -huh. infographics. So, it's that's your thing. Capitalize on it, right? It's a niche. It's a, it's no, nobody I else is doing that. You know, it's funny because like I don't even care if anybody doesn't like it because I just love it. <laughs> I love doing it so much. I know, but funny. you're pretty confident with a lot of the stuff that you do. You don't really <laughs> care if anybody else is doing it. But that's great though. But it's such a good niche, right? It's finding that that niche spot and right now you've got the niche. I, Andy have you ever seen anybody do anything like that no no and actually when I interviewed her for thematics Carol Ann said oh you just buy this pen and it's an app on your iPad and I'm like oh. so bought the pen app on my iPad it took me everything to draw a straight line I'm like how does she do this I can't get in there so here yeah. right here's the pen it's, that's it's, right that's the pen yeah, this is the Jot Pro that she told me to get and I was so excited oh. And then you said, well, sit down and watch one of your thematics and just use this pen. No, no, done. It's not going to happen. I even a little tutorial. Yeah, you did. You did. And I'll sell you that Jot Pro for half the price that I paid for it because I'll take it. now it's going to be a paperweight. <laughs> but there's a lesson in this here, right, in that, that yes. for you, the, um, the, these, this idea of these notes comes very easy. And so it just works for you. And, yeah. it, and I want to just talk to coaches who are listening to this. The idea of blogging just might scare the crap out of you. Or you think, oh, the last thing I want to do is write. If you hear one thing, don't hear us say, everybody has to do this. Yep, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's for some people, and it's not for others. And if don't feel bad or you're any less of a person or any less of a coach if you don't have a blog. That's the, that's the last thing we want to we wanna say on this. It's just another way. We're doing this, and the reason we're kicking this off tonight is because I met you in Southern California. We started talking about this. I thought, let's do it. I came back from Southern California and said, Andy, we need to do a show. We're going to start with Carol Ann. We're, let's just get this going, right? And so that's why we started with blogs. No magic in it. This isn't the foundation of all coaching starts with a blog. Okay. Don't <laughs> hear us say that. For me, it was, um, it was a push. So you had asked about my blog, and I didn't have a blog. And, um, you know, the first couple ones, it was – it's painful because I don't want to just sit and write. I'd rather talk to you. But today at lunch when we were talking about posting those um, sketch notes, 
I was like, if that's the kind of writing that I have to do for a blog, I can totally do that. I was just like, all of a sudden, it was, I can do this. This is something that I can do. So for those of you people that are <laughs> looking for a blog to do, not that I've arrived, but find something. I, I hope that everybody finds something that's that clicks like that with them. Yeah. Yeah, no, right on. And you know, Caroline, I'll be honest with you. You're a better. You're probably be a better podcaster than you would be a blogger, right? I just, you've got the right personality for it. You're good on camera. You're not shy. <laughs> All those things, right? Hey, let's just let's say what it is. All three of us have that, have that in us, right? To be on camera. We, I mean, there's some people who are scared to death of this. So I think that might be another medium for you in the future. Here, you're good in public speaking. You're not afraid of anyone. I mean, so that might be, and that's another avenue. We'll talk about podcasting another time. Jim, I think Jim's a little scared of Carolyn. That's what I think. <laughs> if he finds out she's in Omaha, he's going to stay in his house or call off sick. Who knows? You're safe. <laughs> I think I already met her, so I think I'm in good shape. All right, before before we, we kind of wrap this thing up, there's some things that I wanted to discuss real quick here. I know we're we're dipping into the to the hour range, but we were a little bit behind, uh, which was my fault. I apologize. No worries. Um, but some of the best ways to gain ex exposure for your blog, and this is what we're talking about. We're talking about how to create it. Great, I've created it. Now what? Uh, some of the best things that I found that work for me are creating guest posts on blogs with higher influence. So find, if you're brand new, just like Carol Ann, find the person who has an established strengths blog or something within the subject or, or description that you're trying to write to with a similar audience and just send them a quick email and say, hey, listen, I'm an aspiring blogger, I'm a strengths coach, and I'm looking to get some exposure for my blog. Would you mind if I write a guest post? Easy. They may come back and say yes or no. Worst case scenario, they come back and say no. <laughs> Best case scenario, they come back and say yes. Can you provide me with uh, 500 words on this topic? And you say absolutely. That gives you a chance to expose yourself, and I absolutely love that. And I welcome any guest bloggers who want to send that information my way, Andy at UnleashStrengths.com. Hint, or, hint. Or trade blog posts, too. That's another yeah, great or way. Yeah, back and forth. Yeah, this for that type of thing works really, really well. Um, you know, other thing you can do is write articles for your local paper. I do this. I write editorials for the local paper. I make sure to slap in my blog's URL or domain name, and I try to gain some more traction here locally. Um, you know, use a hashtag. Here's the thing about hashtags. Do not get crazy with hashtags. If every <laughs> other word has a pound symbol in front of it, you need to get booted off of any social media platform and put in a home somewhere. Hashtags are meant to just use one or two to just convey a shared message. Um, so yeah, don't get all Justin Timberlake hashtaggy. Uh, so, but that's a great, yeah, that's a great way to kind of get some uh, some exposure for your blog. Also, like I just discussed before, hi, my daughter Macy. <laughs> yeah, hi, hi. Uh, repurpose your content. What I like to do with blogs is I take my blog post and I repurpose that into a newsletter that I send out to my email subscribers. So it's a blog post. Not everybody that subscribes to my email list will receive my blog or read it. So I make sure I get kind of come in through the back door and I send it to them via an email. Also, so maybe make, that's where I put the how to do the sketch notes. Yeah, whatever you sure. want to do. It's just a different form of content. The other thing I do is video creation. We're talking right now on a webcam. If you have a Google account and you have a YouTube account, log into your YouTube account, click on upload, and then click on webcam video. You can do what's referred to as a talking head video just like I'm doing right here. Just summarize your blog, introduce people to it, 
ask them to come and look at it, subscribe to it, follow you on Facebook, whatever you want to do. It's just a different form of content you can get out there. And then you can share that link on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, your blogs, different social media outlets. Um, also an ebook. If you look on unleashstrengths.com under ebooks, I have five steps to kickstarting your top five, an ebook. All I did was I took five of my blog posts, slapped them into a PowerPoint presentation, threw in some graphics, uh, saved it as a PDF, and turned it into an ebook. There you go. That's an ebook you can send out uh, via link. Uh, the other thing is presentations. You can take your, your blog post and break it down into a presentation slideshow format. There's a website out there called BrainShark, B-R-A-I-N, Shark, that allows you, if you don't have the software to record, your pre to record a voiceover for your presentation, it provides that for you. So you upload your presentation as a, as a PowerPoint, and then you can go through just like pressing the space bar and actually record your voice using an external microphone or your iPhone earbuds or something to set up like I have here. And then always, Jim and I's favorite, a podcast. Uh, so create a podcast off of your content. If you're a natural reader and you don't sound robotic, you can really just sit there with your most recent blog post open and kind of read chunk by chunk and maybe ad lib and create yourself a nice little 10 or 15 minute podcast. Um, so that's what really I mean. When I you say need a microphone. You need a good microphone for that. So, Truth. like Caroline, you're not. You don't have a great microphone that you're coming in on. Right? I'm on my computer. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> right? But if, from a from a podcasting perspective, Andy and I are both on microphones that cost less than a hundred dollars, and so you could make an investment in that. Not very much. You you have the twenty one hundred there, Andy. Forty-five dollars was on sale on Amazon. Yeah, ATR Audio Technica ATR twenty-one hundred will change the way you do audio on your PC. Oh. Even if you're just talking to people, it's worth the it's worth the value of a microphone like this on a stand in front of you with some earbuds, so you can hear them clearly. They can hear you clearly. That's just great for anything. So you can um, you you can pick those up. That's less. It's I think they're sixty dollars normally on Amazon. ATR twenty-one hundred. They make great audio tools. But that doesn't mean you have to do a podcast. You can do voiceover work. You can create unique sound bites for people, right? What do you like to do? I think that's the that's the kind of the key there. What do you like to do and how are you going to do it? Be creative from that standpoint. Yep. There's a lot a lot of opportunities out there to share your message. So My brain is just like going, going, going. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. The the temptation for us ideation folks and activators are to try and activate on all of them all at the same time. Every so, single one. Yeah. I've already so, made my checklist. See, I'm an achiever. I just made my checklist of all the things that I need to yeah. do. Yeah. Well, there's a lot in there. A there's a lot in there. You know, the 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 trick for everybody in this is to to take them one at a time and and to work through it, right, and not to get overwhelmed by it. And so in it, and by the way, like I said, blogging is just one way to do it. We wanted to talk about it because I know you had questions, and I get a lot of questions from. That's kind of probably the number one question I get from folks when we're talking about this all the time. Is well, how do I do this, and why should I do it? And so I thought, well, let's do a show around it, so we can yeah. we can um, have we can kind of just talk. You know, we can just kind of talk it out. Andy, you had said something as we're just wrapping this up here. You had said something I want to follow up on real quick too, and that really, uh, from a marketing standpoint, the money is in the emails. Yep. And so when you're talk, it was when you talked about ebook. There's lots of strategies as you connect to people. You really want to connect to them in a way that they are subscribed, or they're getting some kind of automatic um, contact from you. And so lots of folks, lots of bloggers, put a email contact form on their 
uh, on their site that says, hey, subscribe. If you want to subscribe to my podcast, send me your email address. An ebook is a great thing to give away when they do subscribe, right? You want to give them a little little incentive to subscribe. You can use um, MailChimp has a great way, and it's just exactly like it sounds, M-A-I-L-C-H-I-M-P. It's free. Mail, and it's absolutely free. Listen, I know every free tool that's out there. So if you ever want to con- – in between Andy and I, we know them all. So, um, it's like the tech consignment goodwill guy. What <laughs> free out there? Can I, I borrow know. your grandfather's jacket? I know them all. And so uh, MailChimp is a way to collect people's email addresses so that you can contact them back. If you're going to build a consulting business, especially around coaching, it's a great way to get people to. And you can't abuse it. Just like anything, you can't get their email and then spam them every day, right? You can't go unsubscribe, right? There's there's no way. But it is a great way using an ebook or whatever, some exclusive access to something that they're not going to get if they don't subscribe, right? That's a great way if you've got some content that you're going to do. At the end of the day, this still comes down to one customer at a time, right? Names, not numbers. This isn't about growing huge audiences. This is about knowing every single person that's reading your blog. That would be my challenge to you. Know yeah. them all, right? Every, well, I, I like that. Yeah, know them all. Um, and I broke this cardinal sin when I started podcasting five years ago. I said, email lists are old school. Uh, who needs email lists? I'm not in this for the money anyways, blah, 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 blah. It took me, I just started doing email lists about three months ago. And I'm playing catch up with my audience in some ways uh, around the tech blogs that I do. And, um, and I wish I had done them sooner. And I opened them up and I had 50 people immediately sign up for, for communication. And I had a couple of them send me notes and say, Jim, thank you for not, um, thank you for setting this up because I don't use Facebook, I don't use Twitter, I'm not on social media, and I needed a way to contact you. I, need, I wanted to hear from you, and I couldn't hear, you know, all these times I'm like, hey, track us down on Twitter and find me on Facebook and blah, 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 blah. And there's these people are like, I'm not on any of that stuff. And believe it or not, there are still people who are. So find a way for them to subscribe. MailChimp's a great way for them to subscribe and stay on a list. They can always unsubscribe if they want to. But then you can send them a note once a month, once a week, whatever they think, to say, "Hey, here's a few, here's a few things that I wanted to tell you." And people still check email for the most part. Mm. So it's a great way. Yeah. Money's in the list. That's the yeah. that's super important. Yep. So, uh, Carol Ann, do you have any more questions for us? No, I'm so thankful though. I'm really, I'm really grateful for all of this advice, and it will be taken. So give me, give me a couple weeks to. Uh, change things, but you're going to yeah. see it. No, and I hope you didn't take it. It's tough no, to have your... Maybe not. No, I'm... We I'm, won't do that for everybody. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm really a, thankful. I, okay. I wanted this. Good. It's a growing process. Building your online brand is not something that happens overnight, so um, it's something that you're just continually going to grow. Not only... I always laugh. When I look back at my content that I slapped on... You know, really quick story. This whole thing... I'm a marketer by trade, but this whole thing was created, Bent Business Marketing, because I went to a marketing conference with guys who had, you know, belt buckles the size of dinner plates and big gold rings and fancy watches, and they were all telling me, buy yourself a mailing list, send something to it every day, who cares about spam, that's how you make money. True, you do, but you'll lose majority of your readers and their respect and their trust. And so when I started blogging, it was all about what does my audience want to hear and how can I build their trust because I genuinely want to develop a friendship. It's not something where I'm going to be shaking all these people's hands, but it's something where when my email comes in their inbox, I want them to say, oh, wow, there's a new blog post from Unleashed Strengths or Bent Business Marketing. I want to read that. So think about, like Jim said, names, not numbers. I love how you, you put that. 
Um, but this this show, Tech for Coaches, will uh, adapt. And just like I said, we'll look back at this first one and think, man, I can't believe Andy was 30 minutes late and didn't have Internet Explorer installed on his desktop. <laughs> Who doesn't have Internet Explorer? This guy. I, didn't, I don't like man, it. So I'm I sorry, it. man. I was hard on you. I'm sorry. So you threw me for a loop there, Jimbo. But anyways, it's going to continue to progress. If you have questions about technology, how it can build your coaching practice, how it can help you kind of uh, reach more people and eventually take a step closer to success, please email me, Andy at UnleashStrengths.com. Again, that's Andy at UnleashStrengths.com. I had to make sure I got the sh in there. Um, email me and just let me know what you want to hear, and Jim and I will make sure that we, we uh, create a show around it and have you on as a guest as well. Also, uh, last-minute pitch. If for some reason you want to start a blog and you just really don't know how to do it and you want to create one with your own domain, I do have web development uh, abilities within my company. I work with very closely with a web developer, and we have uh, very, very... Uh, quick format blogs that we can crank out that we can customize just for you and financially they're right where you need them to be. Um, so again, email me andy at onlystrengths.com if you're interested in a quote for that as well. Uh, we also offer copywriting and a bunch of other stuff but this is just focused on helping you guys learn more about technology. So uh, that's it. Follow us on Facebook facebook.com forward slash strengths. Hit us up on Twitter at Unleash CSF. CSF. Jim, do you have anything you want to say before we close this bad boy up since you're in control? Yeah, I'll just say I am in control, and don't you forget that yeah. I'm in control. <laughs> I'll just say, don't forget, like I say at the end of uh, Call the Coach and Theme Thursday, all your coaches, all your coaching resources and, and strengths enthusiasts uh, resources as well at the Gallup Strength Center, gallupstrengthcenter.com. And, of course, you can catch me uh, just about every week out at the coach's blog, coaching.gallup. Com. I'm obligated to say that, Andy. You know that, right? Yeah, well, there's something written somewhere that you sign, I'm sure. So what about the average? What do you want to talk about that? Oh, uh, no, we won't pimp that. Just if you wanted to see, I, I talked about my personal stuff, uh, and I have a tech blog and podcast that I do on the side, theaverageguy.tv. Ooh, there you go, averageguy.tv. I tune in all the time. It's great stuff. Carol Ann, do you have any words of wisdom you want to throw at our listeners before we close this up? No, just really super excited that... I get to be on this adventure with you and uh, be kind as I change my blog and um, come read what what I what I post and I'm going to be looking for theme Thursday. I'm in Albuquerque on Thursday, but uh, I, as soon as I get done with my session, I am going to come home and sketch note communication. Awesome! I look forward to this. Yep. All right, Thank everybody. You. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Do we miss? Do we have any questions in the chat room or anything? No, we're good. You can close okay. it up. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to episode number one of Tech for Coaches. This is your host, Andy Sokolovich, along with Jim Collison, and we'll see you guys uh, two weeks from now, Monday, what is that, November 3rd will be our next show, and subject to be determined. So stay tuned. Look on Facebook. There'll be some more stuff being filtered out. So have a good night. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Tech for Coaches. Remember, don't fear technology, embrace it. This is your host, Andy Sokolovich, and I'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. System shutting down.